You are listening to Cafecito Talk with your hosts, Sergio and Jose. Welcome, everyone. Uh, you're probably not used to Jose opening, but here we are. I am opening up episode 10 of Cafecito Talk, which is our last episode in season one. And we are so super excited to have been on this journey for, you know, these past couple of episodes. And we're looking forward to uh, season two coming up in October. So we want you guys to stay tuned for all the wonderful things that are going to happen. Uh, follow us on our social media at Cafecito Talk Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you want your espresso shots, definitely go to our website at CafecitoTalkPodcast.com. And we're going to be actually working on some really, really cool things in the off season. We're going to be setting up and launching our Cafecito Talk merch so you can get your hands on all the cool stuff that, that we're going to have for you. But before we move on, we want to kind of, as we're looking forward, we're also going to look back and we're going to revisit some of our favorite episodes, but it's going to be a little different. Today, I am actually going to be interviewing Sergio because the Cafecito Talk podcast was actually Sergio's idea. I know if you've been following us, you'll know, but if you're a new listener... Uh, and you're tuning into episode 10 welcome <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks but uh we wanted you to uh we wanted to interview uh sergio and kind of just get his input on some of his favorite moments in the podcast so sergio uh you mentioned that uh some of your favorite moments were uh our first episode when, that we introduced uh which is father's day so talk a little bit to parents about you know the importance of patience right now especially with everything that's going on with school, um, let me know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, I think that right now in the time that we're living, um, it's so hard to know if you're parenting right, you know, with uh, with how COVID is being handled by the schools and by, uh, especially where we live here in Montgomery County, man, it was so last minute everything. So, you know, having the patience with my son right now has been a big part of kind of me growing up too, you know, and I guess my advice to parents right now would be listen to your kids, catch the cues, you know, you never know what they're going through or what their mind is going through. I mean, it's so hard. There are days when I want to break down and I can't imagine my eight-year-old, you know, with everything going on, thinking like, is my life ever going to get back to normal? You know, am I going to see my friends again? Am I going to be able to wear these new shoes out? Like, whatever it may be. Like, I, I just think that right now is very important for us as parents to just understand. Um, it's not easy to to try to do two, three, four, five things at once. So if you have to take a break, listen to your son, listen to your daughter, just do it. Um It'll, it'll help a lot in the long run. And then on top of that, I think that it's important to explain to them what the adults are doing right now. Because, you know, a lot of them just kind of wait for us to say, okay, it's okay to do this now or it's not okay to do this now. But a lot of what uh, we should be doing is kind of educating them in that sense, you know, wh- why this is happening, why certain things um, happen the way they do. And I think that it'll allow a lot of growth for us. So that's my biggest piece of advice to parents, honestly. Your your second episode that you mentioned that you wanted to recap and revisit was the Rosebud. And in that episode, for those of you that are you know new listeners, uh, we revisited some very, very crucial moments of our, of our young years. And uh, Sergio shared a story with us 
about something that happened to him on his way home one day from school in a, in a school bus and, you know, how that experience marked him. But what additional experiences have marked you uh, throughout your life? Yeah, man. So I wanted I wanted to give a different side uh, or a different memory because I feel like that one was really sad. So maybe something that will cheer someone up or motivate them. I'll tell you what, when I was 13, 14, my dad got a flat tire one time. And I remember that we noticed it at, at, at our house and he was like, hey, come outside. I'm going to teach you how to patch up a tire. And when you're 13, you don't want to patch up a tire. You want to go play PS2. You want to go do all these things. And I was like, really, dad? Like, come on, man. Like, I don't want to do this right now. And he's like, come on, I got to teach you so that in the future it doesn't affect you or you know how to do something on your on your own and i was like all right so being the dad that he is he was just so hands-on and like explaining to me and teaching to me and all that and then i learned and i remember that ever since that day i never had to change a tire again like it never happened again until i was dating my wife and we were maybe a year into dating and I was driving behind her and I saw that her tire like went flat. And then I remember she pulled into a gas station and in my head, I was like, dear God, please let me remember what my dad taught me. And sure enough, it came back like riding a bicycle and I started doing stuff that I didn't know. I didn't know where I was putting the jack at or anything, but I ended up putting it in the right place I lifted the car, I, I took off the tire, I put on the replacement, and then I think that that might be one of the moments where my, where my wife was like, oh, I think I'll marry this guy. <laughs> but so all just to bring it full circle, so that lesson, again, so it only happened that one time. And then after that, it happened a couple more times, but it happened to me two weeks ago. And so I had this big nail in my tire. And I finally had that opportunity to teach my son the same lesson that my dad got to teach me when I was a kid. So he was in the house and he was just on his tablet. And I was like, you know, today's a good day to learn a good lesson. So I had him come outside with me and I told I explained to him what happened and I kind of walked him through the whole procedure. And of course, he's eight years old. He's not going to maybe he won't remember or maybe I'll have to do it again with him one day. But it was the the ability to teach him something that my dad taught me and also explain to him that I probably saved about 100 to $150 because I was well prepared by my father. And hopefully that's a lesson I can pass down to him. So, you know, never take those little lessons that you learned as a kid for granted because one day they're going to come back and help you. Another episode that you were very interested in revisiting uh, was the mustard seed episode. Throughout this episode, we both kind of shared our experience when it came to church and growing up uh, in church and actually getting to do ministry for the time that we did and then transitioning out of that and where we are kind of today. But I wanted to ask you, in your personal life, what brings you, Sergio, closer to God? What do you feel is something that brings you closer to God? Man, honestly, I, I feel like just God's faithfulness to me in in these moments where sometimes you don't feel so close to him because you're not attending a church or 
you might not be watching enough videos online or, or sitting down for a preaching. I just feel like, bro, one of my friends recently told me that sometimes we win just because we're on the right team. And that's how I felt lately, you know, and it's not to gloat or to boast or anything, but it just feels like, you know, being on God's side just means that you're different and it sets you aside for different things. And I've been blessed right now with certain opportunities, man, that I don't know. I can't equate them to my ability. I can't equate them to I did the legwork to get to where I'm at. I mean, I worked hard, but it took some faith. It took some grace from God. It took a miracle. It took these little things that he needed to do in order for me to succeed. And I think that his faith, his faithfulness through it all has been so great right now, especially through this tough time where there are families who are losing jobs, who are not who don't know what they're going to do with their children in school. And, and you know, not everything is certain, and I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But just to know that I'm healthy today and to know that my family's healthy, that my friends are healthy, that he brought you into my life, that he brought John into my life to do this podcast and, and to step out of my comfort zone, like, that, that is, that. there's no price to that, man. It's It's been something that has made me, reevaluate my Christianity because I've been a receiver for a long time of his gracefulness of, of everything that he gives me. But what am I doing to give back? How much am I will, am I willing to do to continue to receive his blessings? And, and that's something that has been challenging me a lot lately as a man and as a son, as a father and in everything I do. Um, so, you know, it's just his faithfulness, man. I think that both you and I can 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 look in inside of each other and and say, you know, he's been good to us. Like we've been we've been we've been good these last 8 months have felt like an eternity, but to be honest with you, man, I I haven't missed a meal. My family hasn't missed a meal. We haven't been ill and, and we've been able to help others as well. And that is the biggest blessing for me and just the doors that he opens, man, that he opens and and the ones that he closes, too, because you never know why he's doing it. But then somehow it makes sense when it's done. So just that, man, I, I think that being closer to God has has definitely been a priority this year. And I have seen it in my life. Um, do I want to do more? Yeah. Um, will I do more? Of course. But it all comes in my time, in 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 the in the time that God allots for you. I don't think that you should force something or do something radical. Um, little by little, I think that it'll work. And yeah, man, just His faithfulness uh, towards my life and my family and everyone around me. As we were talking about experiences, we uh, had an episode called "The Brokenhearted," and that episode we shared all of our past mistakes, all of our Ariana Grande moments of "Thank You Next." And um, we both got to open up about, you know, just some of our past experiences. Um, but here's something that I wanted to ask you. What advice would you give people that are planning on entering a new relationship now or are in a, in a new dating relationship today? All right. So there are probably three things I would tell people that are getting into a new relationship to do 
But the first one kind of brings in the last two. So the first thing I would tell somebody is be honest with yourself about what you want, what you don't want, what you can tolerate, and what you can't tolerate. The reason I say that is you should never get into a relationship to try to change somebody or to think that you're going to be their savior or that they're going to save you or that you're going to balance each other out because water and oil don't mix. So if you try to make it work, it, it's not going to work. So that's my first advice. The second one would be be patient. So let's say you've gotten through the first one and you said, you know what? I can learn to tolerate this. This is not a deal breaker. I have to adjust certain things in my life because I know that this is a weakness in my life. But with that change comes patience. People don't change overnight. I can tell you honestly from my own experience in marriage and in dating, trying to change somebody is the worst thing you can do in a relationship. So if a person, if you love somebody, you're going to accept them for who they are. And then that same person will do the same for you and you will get to grow together. And then eventually what ends up happening is like, you tolerate more, but you understand the person more and they understand you more and they might even change their point of view. And it just leads to to having fun, to be honest with you. And that's the third advice It's to have fun. Life is too short. Life, we go through so much crap during the day and during the week and with this coronavirus and with everything going on politically in our world that sometimes you just need to have a little fun. And I don't know what fun looks like to you. Um, you know, so to somebody, it might look like going to a rally and protesting something. Or to somebody else, it might just be to Netflix and chill and just relax and, and, and do something. For me, I love eating. So let's go to a restaurant. Or right now, let's go pick up some takeout and just get, get food from three or four different restaurants. But have a little fun. Talk talk to each other, get to know each other, laugh. You know, one of my favorite things, and I know it's going to sound super corny, but I like to take songs now that um, are just popular or whatever, or we hear on TikTok with my wife or something, and I'll just make up songs about us or our family or something. And I'm telling you, it sounds super corny, but it, it makes her laugh so much. And for me, that brings me so much joy. So just learn to laugh with each other. Learn to have fun. Uh, just do do something to make your partner happy and to make yourself happy. So those are the three pieces of advice. But for me, the first one is very crucial for everything else to work. Be sure that you're falling in love with the right person. Be sure that you're not settling because you find yourself in a crisis that you need a man or you need a woman. Don't settle because you think that, you know, that train is leaving you and you got to catch up. That's not how it works. You will find happiness when you find the right person. And like I told you guys the, the other day, the right person at the wrong time ends up being the wrong person sometimes. So take your time, find the right person, and you'll figure it out. Right now I have a friend that he's been taking his time and getting to know this girl and sometimes we're so used to rushing stuff and we're like, what are you doing, bro? Hurry up. Get it done. 
make her your girl. He's like, chill. I need to need to take my time now. I can't be that same guy that I was before. And, you know, and that's the lesson I've learned uh, as we grew up. And I didn't notice that it was happening to me, but I did take my time with my wife. Normally, I, you know, one thing if you don't know about Hispanic people is we move fast, bro. By year two, we probably have like three or four kids already. So take your time, be patient, and then the right things will come at the right time. An important episode that we want to revisit today is the milestone. And milestones are just moments in our lives that kind of marked us or things that we have accomplished, you know, or things that we're looking forward to accomplishing. And so I wanted to ask you, bro, like, uh, where do you see this podcast going? Like now that you, you know, got one of your dreams fulfilled, which was to start a podcast and we came to the closing of the very first season, what are what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in the future of Cafecito Talk for you? Man, bro, that that's a tough question. And not in a bad way. It's just one of those things where I I had a vision to talk in front of a mic, but I never knew how it was going to happen. So I didn't know if I was going to do it with somebody else, do it by myself, how I was going to do it. And when we first started doing it, when you and I did it over Zoom and then started doing it in person, we had these little old mics <laughs> that were not very good. And now I'm sitting in a room at John's house with professional mics. We got tables, we got laptops, we got a soundboard, we got a producer that I had no idea we needed. But now I don't know how we did the podcast without him for the first couple episodes. So it's like, man, it's it's crazy. And what I what I want to thank you and thank John a lot is you guys have challenged me to think outside of the box. So one thing that I've always said is that I can see the beginning and I can see the end, but it's really hard to see through that darkness in the tunnel and and what helps you get to the end and to the success and everything. So for me, because I'm like that, it's very hard to be consistent or to finish something or to do it the right way because I'm afraid of what's to come. And I think that that's been happening a lot to me lately, but you and I had a conversation about stepping out of my comfort zone and, and allowing you guys to, to help me get this dream off the ground. And, and it, that for me was a very helpful conversation because now I can look at Cafecito Talk not just as a podcast. And, and I know that the three of us had have, have had these conversations just alone, just the three of us saying, you know, we want this to be a production. We want this to be uh, multiple podcasts. We want to have a studio. We want to have this. We want to have that. And I realized that, you know, there, there are dreams, but in order to achieve a dream, there has to be an action in place. And for me, creating an action has been so hard, but having you two has helped me so much and believing in that and getting it done. So where I see Cafecito Talk going, man, I see us doubling our followers on social media. I see us doubling our listeners um, as we go into season two. Um, I see us expanding our horizons, uh, maybe molding or bringing people in to be podcasters too. Man, this is something that has been so liberating for me that 
man, there's so many people I know that would probably do so well in front of a mic that um, I can't wait to get them in front of a mic. And, you know, season two, we're looking to have a lot more, a lot of uh, more guests. So that'll be maybe a good starting point. That's how we'll get him in. We'll uh, trick him to be our guest and then we'll get him to be a part of uh, Cafecito Talk Productions and, and get them on a show on their own. But that's a big thing. And then just growing, man, helping the community grow, not just us, but other small businesses um, and finding a way to maneuver through that and, and be helpful while being helped. And um, that for me is a little difficult because, you know, sometimes you share a dream with someone or you don't share it because you don't want it to like get out to the world. But it comes to a point where you can't do everything alone. So um, definitely that's where I see the podcast going, man. I, I just, I see us growing. I see us maturing on the mic. I feel like these last two episodes, I did so well on the mic. The first couple, the first couple episodes, I felt so nervous. I had a nervous laugh going and finally I feel like I'm clicking and now we're going into a break. So, um, you know, hopefully I can keep the momentum going for season two, but yeah, man, just figuring something out where we can be, we can set our footprint in the community by doing stuff for them, but also finding a way to grow this podcast, you know, the best way we can. Uh, you've mentioned before that one of your giftings is giving. And, you know, we've been we've been having some conversations off the air about something that you've been it's been in your heart to do. And I know I've known you for a long time. And so I know that this is a, a dream of yours that you want to kind of share with the world. So I wanted to give you the space uh, so that you could share with the, uh, with our listeners what is in your heart and how they can be involved in, in this great initiative that you're going to talk about. So so the floor is yours, my friend. Take it away. Yeah, man. So. All right, guys. So this is where you're where I'm going to give you a little bit of my heart. My love language is giving and I really do find joy so much joy in it and I don't want anything in return it's just something about giving to people or to to a church or whoever might need it it just makes my heart so happy so I wanted to implement that into Cafecito Talk some way somehow and after conversations with Jose and with John uh, the best way that we can do something right now in my opinion is I want us to have a turkey drive, and we are going to use the title, which we're calling 30 for 30, and what I want to do and what I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart is to help me get to, not, which, which is our goal, $900, so that we can purchase turkeys and give them away for Thanksgiving. 30 for 30 would be 30 people giving $30. Uh, and then we would get to that $900 goal so that we can buy turkeys for the community and give them out. Now, I am currently working with a corporation to try to get them to help us um, donate those turkeys because I don't want it to be a free-for-all either. They, they have a bigger network of people who are in need, people who, who are desiring help, and that way we can provide turkeys to the right people but I need your help. And definitely it's a commitment that I know is not easy, especially in the times that we're living in. But it's something, man, that 
I just know how good it feels to give back. And and all I'm asking is that if you have the financial freedom to do this, if you feel it in your heart to donate, please help us. Uh, we are taking donations. Even if you don't have $30 and you say, you know what, Serge, I can't do 30 but I can do 5 or 10 or 20 it's all welcome, to be honest with you. If we can get over the 900 that would be amazing. But that is the goal. It's partnering with the local corporation to get the right people the help that they need, especially in these times that are so uncertain. And the holidays are coming, and people have lost their jobs, and people um, are having a hard time making ends meet. So if if you're able and you're willing and you're capable of doing it, you don't know how far $30 can go. So that's all I'm asking is is for your help on that. And I, as we take a break for the next month, we will definitely be uh, expressing to you guys how it's going to get done, where it's going to get done, and where you can donate. Uh, Jose and I are currently working on that to find the right place where you can donate that, that, uh, that money. And once we figure that out and get all the logistics out, which will be in the next week or so, you guys will see that on our social media. You'll see it on our website, and you'll probably get some stuff on our live as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that, man. That's that's the goal. I know it sounds crazy, 30 for 30, but let's get it done, man. Let's get some turkeys out to people. Let's give away not just food, but let's give some joy away this year, man. It's We've had a year that's been so rough, and to be able to give back to somebody and just bring a smile to somebody's face, man, That we can change the world that way, man. And um, so, yeah, that's it. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. It's been 10 episodes. I am so grateful for every one of my friends, for the people that I don't know, for Jose's friends, for the random people that have been listening to this podcast in North Dakota when we look at the, the, the numbers of listeners and where they're at, to our friends in Germany or people in Italy or my family in Honduras, I, I want to thank you guys so much. You don't know how grateful I am. And man, it's so inspiring to, to do this and, and to feel like you know, somebody's listening and I'm so grateful for that. You guys don't know what it means to me and it just makes me want to come back stronger next month and the next season to be so strong. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited, but yeah. All right, Jose, bring us home. We want to thank you all very, very much for being with us throughout this entire season. Uh, we've had some amazing conversations over coffee I'm actually drinking coffee right now. And, you know, we just want to say that we're looking forward to uh, season two that's going to start in October. And we'll see you guys. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. Uh, we look forward to having many more conversations with you all. We believe everything is better with some cafecito. And we're glad we got to share this cafecito with you. Follow Cafecito Talk podcast on Facebook and Instagram to get bonus content like figuring out Jose's coffee preferences, Sergio's wisdom, or submit questions and suggestions for future episodes. Now, some technical stuff. Cafecito Talk is produced by CT Productions and Alpha Creative. Our show's producer is none other than John Badiong. We call him John B. around here. 
Our executive producers are Sergio and Jose. Join us next week for some more Cafecito Talk.